Welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Happy Easter and happy Easter, everybody. We're finally here. Indeed. Indeed we are. We are finally here. So uh, Easter is upon us. Easter, well, Easter is here. And uh, why don't we go back to the beginning? Because according to either Mary Poppins or the woman from The Sound of Music who said that the beginning is a very good place to start. I can't remember which one said it. Yeah, it sounds like something Mary Poppins would say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll check that reference. <laughs> yeah. But at, at any rate, it's a very good place to start. So that's so we, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, at the beginning of Lent, uh, we, we sort of talked about why we needed an Easter and, and why we needed God to come and save us. And and uh, that is to take on board or, or to, to, to sort of save us from our sins, pay the ultimate price for us and overcome death for us that we might be accepted as children of God. Uh, and now here we are at Easter where that fulfillment has taken place. We're actually celebrating the fulfillment of that reality. Uh, so Easter, it's a time of glory. Like we've got everything back. The hallelujahs, the flowers, the gloria, all the stuff we've been missing for 40 days, it's yeah. back with glory. And uh, and so the, the, the church itself, it actually becomes a symbol of new life because it's been pretty stark during Lent. You know, and even in the last weeks of Lent, and a lot of churches, statues are covered up and it's all very, very somber. And then all of a sudden, Easter comes along and it's like, bam, <laughs> here's everything you've been missing right here. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Uh, and we know how to party. We know how to celebrate because we don't just do one day of celebration for Easter. We do an entire octave of the solemnity of Easter and then we do 50 days of the season of Easter. So we definitely know how to have a blast, how to extend a celebration. Uh, as Catholics, that's 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 something that, uh, that, 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 that we do. And so... This period, I think, is, is for all Christians, it's a time to learn what does it mean to be risen? Uh, you know, what, what does it mean to actually live the resurrection? I think a, a resurrected life is a, uh, a life made pure by the blood of Christ and brought to fruition by the resurrection. In other words, the cross and the resurrection are not just moments of celebration, but realities that we live in season and out of season so that we're not just passive observers of a religious service, you know. We don't just rock up to church and be like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, gosh, glad that's over. You know, no, that's, that's, that's not Easter. That's, that's not living Easter. Uh, living Easter is participating fully in the cross of Jesus as it comes into our lives in whatever form it takes and also the resurrection, 
you know, we only get to the resurrection by first taking in the cross, just as Jesus did. So we're not passive observers in this, this great Easter mystery. Uh, we participate in the drama of redemption, living the resurrection out in our lives, dying to sin, dying to selfishness, uh, living for Jesus and serving our neighbor. That's what it all comes down to. And uh, well, we can rejoice over that. Yeah. So let's talk about how we're actually celebrating Easter then. What, what are you doing and what might be different this year to what mm. usually Easter would be like for you? Well, this is my first Easter in a parish. Really? Well, actually, I probably need to rephrase that. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not my first Easter in a parish. I have been an assistant priest in a parish before. And also prior to that, um, I, I, I actually did attend a parish as a young person. I wasn't, oh. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't hatched, you know, I didn't come out. Your of, mum and dad took you to I, church. Yes, Very yes. good. <laughs> I didn't come out of an egg wearing a Roman collar. Uh, so, um, but, uh, but no, no. So it's not my first time in a parish, but it is my first time as the parish priest. Yeah. So it's my, or as the administrator, like it's, it's, it's the first time where I've had the responsibility of, um, of, ensuring that these services actually happen and that everything that we need is there and all of that. So, um, like, even now, I just thought of something that I haven't got that I need to go and get. And I'm like, I need to write that down, but it's not the time to write stuff down. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be different. I'll be living the octave with my parishioners, celebrating with families. You know, and yeah. ordinarily in the seminary, I'd be like, okay, I'll celebrate Easter somewhere for a parish that needs a hand. And then I'll head off home and I'll, yeah. I'll spend the day with mum and dad. Well, this time around, it's, I'm in a parish. And so I'm spending Easter with my, my parish family, mm. and, uh, which is really cool. And um, uh, so, so I'll celebrate with various families. And after the octave, I'll, I'll probably head home and yep. see mum and dad. So uh, yep. uh, how about yourself? How are you celebrating? Uh, yeah, same old, I suppose. Usuals. Um, normally go to church. Normally hang out with a few different people. Um, we normally have Sunday lunch at home, so we'll probably do that again. Um, we'll have a few more people this year than what we've had in the last yeah. couple of years, given the circumstances, so that will be nice. Lovely. But yeah, other than that, I think I'm also hoping this year that I won't have to participate in the music of <laughs> church. <laughs> okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it. But once in a while, it's just nice to to not be in that sure. hustle and bustle sure. space sure. during Easter to actually just be able to step back yep. from that. So yep. I'm kind of secretly hoping, not so secretly, <laughs> 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 hoping that I don't have to. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll yep. see. We'll see. Yep. Um, okay. So why don't we have a chat about COVID Easter? Yeah. So I know... A lot of people who are listening or watching are probably going to be like, what, that was a couple of years ago, can't really leave that behind, why are we bringing this thing back up again? But I actually think something really important happened and it mm. wasn't COVID. <laughs> yeah. It was something really important happened in the way that we choose and chose to celebrate or not celebrate mm. Easter. And I think it's important that we learn from that. Yeah. So I think maybe now is a good time for us just to have a little bit of a chat about what COVID Easter was like and what we can take away from COVID Easter that we can remember how not to or <laughs> how to do better moving forward into the Easter's that we have. Oh, sounds good. Um, so I actually have 
nice memories of COVID Easter mm. because we made a point during that Easter to really bring as much joy as we could into the household mm. where there was only two of us, but we knew that we weren't going to be able to celebrate the way we normally would. We weren't going to be able to go to church. We weren't going to be able to have family around. And so we tried to do the little things, you know, we pulled out the arts and craft and did decorated the place and we made sure that we had all of our live streams set up and good to go, you know, that was all fine. But we also did like went and supported local businesses to buy their chocolates and buy their flowers and things mm. like that to be able to feel like there was a sense of community that we'd participated in but also brought it back to our home to create that sort of atmosphere of around Easter. Yeah. And I know for me there was a part of me that was also like this is the time where Christians need to stand up mm. because the entire world has gone into shutdown mode and most of the world that's commercialised Easter just went, oh, well, we can't do anything with Easter. Some mm. businesses were thriving, like chocolate businesses. They were doing fine. But other places just went, well, there's no Easter for us this year. Yeah. We can't celebrate Easter, so there's no Easter. And that put a fire in my belly because I was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean there's no Easter? <laughs> that is not the case. And as Christians, this is the space where we stand up and go, no, Easter does not is not um, dependent upon yeah. what trading occurs across the world. <laughs> that is not cool. This is true. <laughs> that is so yeah. not cool. But also, I like there, there was that initial you know frustration and anger and fire, if you like. But when I sat back and and thought about well, what what was that about? Like, why is it that we all got so sad and down, and and why is it that we then chose? this attitude of cancelling mm. Easter when we couldn't connect with others. And I, it, to me, it just made sense that this, this was that space pre that first Easter, pre the resurrection, that mm. this was what it was like. There was a disconnect between us and God. This is why Christ came to mm. begin with. And so it, to me, it was almost like, well, actually it makes sense for those that live without having a close relationship with Christ in the here and now, it would make sense that they would feel like, what's the point when they mm. don't have that connection with God, like that deep connection that we as Christians are constantly living in and trying to live out to the best of our ability. So I guess that is also a wake-up call too, is also to remember moving forward, for me especially, in the Easter's that we have moving forward, that it comes back to that relationship, yep. that all that other stuff not be the focus of why we celebrate Easter. Those things are beautiful and the family connections that we have, friendship connections, community connections that we have are all really beautiful, but that's not the central relationship that is the focus. And when we focus on that central relationship, all those other relationships fall into place anyway. We're not going to lose them <laughs> by focusing on our relationship with God. Sure, sure. Uh, I guess I can, I can, I can, I can kind of understand to a point where, say, the 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 depression or the sadness comes from. In, in so far as when we're isolated from our from our families, quite naturally, mm. or from families mm. or our friends, quite mm. naturally, we feel that uh, that. That sadness deep yeah. in our deep in our hearts, yeah. we feel a sadness, yeah. you know. Um, but there's a, a 
I think that the hallmark of the Christian life is that um, sadness and joy are not mutually exclusive. Mm. Um, where I can be sad because of something which has happened that sits outside of my control, yet that does not eliminate my joy because my yeah. joy sits beyond the circumstances of my life and even human relationships. Yes. Uh, because it sits with Christ. And so what he helps me, he helps us to do, is to, um, is to live that sadness in a way which encapsulates the reality that when all is said and done, we are loved infinitely by mm. God. Mm. Yeah. That whatever else is going on, that is the truth upon which everything rests. Mm. So that the way that we approach that sadness is transformed. And that's not saying that there isn't therefore room for you know counseling or psychological oh, of help. Or oh, like, of course. I mean, all of that is part of the, the, mm. the whatever healing process needs to take place. But um uh I think having that spiritual outlook uh gives us a solid foundation to be joyful even when there's sorrow. Uh, because whatever's going on, and I might need help to, to, to deal with the sorrow. Yes, yes. But even there, I still know, okay, you know what, I need help to deal with this sorrow over here, and that's why God's given me good people in my life. It's why he's given us the medical profession, but also yeah. it's why he's given us himself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yep. I know that with all, even with all of this, I'm still loved by him. Yeah. And all of this has meaning to it. Yeah. It's not some meaningless suffering or meaningless sadness. Yeah. There's there's something in it that God is going to work with mm. and it's going to be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and joy doesn't mean that you're always exuberant and full of energy and right. laughing and smiling right, all the time. Right. That's like that that's one face of joy. <laughs> right, right. There is exactly. an interior joy that can very much on the outside look like peace and stillness and still be completely overjoyed on the inside. Yep. It doesn't have to always be bubbly on the outside. No, no, exactly. Which exactly. is why you can it's, also um, have a, a sad, um, a sadness and still have reason for joy yep. internally. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. For myself, um, COVID Easter is certain one that I won't forget, certainly mm. one I won't forget. Uh, in 2020, I was still in the seminary as a formator and uh, and we had a private Easter ceremony in the seminary chapel because we were considered a, a private household, you know, so uh, we could do things like say mass together and all of that because we lived yeah. together in close quarters. That mm -hmm. was just, that was how we were. Uh, you were part of the one community. We were part so. of the one community and we were isolated together. from everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it kind of worked. So we, we had this private Easter ceremony and, and, um, we three priests took turns in celebrating the various feasts. And uh, what was I saying? Um, community, you were Yeah, yeah. So we, all three of us priests took a um, took a turn in celebrating the various feasts, you know, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. And uh, Holy Saturday in 2020 was my anniversary. So oh, I celebrated Holy Saturday. Yeah. And um, uh, so... Uh, and it was huge. We did all seven readings from the Old Testament, which you could you, you could just about never do in a parish because mm. it's it's you know 
uh, it would it would take just that bit too long, I suppose. But uh, uh, we did all seven readings, and it was awesome. You got the full Easter story from the Old Testament all the way through to the New Testament, and uh, um, and look, I think it was that entire period was such a unique period because as priests we had spent a long time in the lead up to Easter ministering to people. Mm. Uh, you know, so the New South Wales government uh, gave permission for priests to continue pastoral care, uh, to any religious practitioner to continue pastoral care. And uh, and so we, we went out, and like we were hearing people's confessions at their doors and, and um, I don't think there was a day that went by that as priests we weren't going out and 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 going to someone's home or meeting someone outside and saying, hey, you know, um, because they needed to have confession or mm. they needed some kind of prayer or help, you know. Um, so that was um, that was that was really something awesome, and 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 going into Easter knowing that people were still wanting to connect with Christ, mm. it was really something beautiful. Mm. People had not lost that desire to connect. And and uh, I think that that really marks what Easter is. It's, that it's not just the desire for a reconnection with Christ, it's the fulfillment of that reconnection. Um, um, it, there, there was a certain level of sadness in not being able to celebrate with family and friends but as i say it was oddly so spiritually fruitful you know god was using this time certainly to make me consider well what is easter what am i actually celebrating here i always knew that it was christ's resurrection uh but now in the midst of difficulties it was a reality which had to be lived in spite of dreadful circumstances you know it was it was something that had to be lived despite the insane difficulty of COVID. Um, and it, it, for myself at least, it helped me to go, you know what? My relationship with God is not dependent on my external circumstances. Um, uh, it, it also, however, did show me the importance, the entire COVID thing really, but especially at Easter time, showed me the importance of an incarnational faith. Um, the online thing, it has its it has its place. Yeah, yeah, it has its yeah. place, and I'm sure that it communicates grace. I have no doubt that it communicates grace, but it's never enough. No. There, it is. It is not a palatable substitute for the real thing in front of you. You know, Christ became incarnate. We're not. We are not a people of the virtual world. Mm-hmm. We are a people of the real world. Mm. You know, of the tangible world, and and. And to be bodily present in a place is just so important. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and to worship bodily is so important. That's how we worship with our bodies and our souls and our minds. So, so yeah, it's it's definitely it was a learning. It was an Easter with a lot of learning, mm. uh, and and very grateful for that in some ways. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess to switch it up a little, because I mean, now we've we've kind of had a bit of a downer here with with a COVID chat. Um, the word we don't we don't say with it, which we've said too many times on the podcast now. So <laughs> let's just switch it up a little. Let's go back to um, to Lent though. Like, what what 
what um, what was Lent like and what did you take away from mm. Lent in preparation for this Easter? This Lent's been an invitation to enter into a relationship with Jesus and his family. Mm. Uh, it's It's been an invitation to... Um, to get to know Jesus as a brother um, and to really get to know Mary and Joseph on a very familiar level. Mm. Um, to get to know them um, not just as, as, as people that I say wrote prayers to or not that wrote prayers are bad, wrote prayers are good. I, I, yeah. you know, vocal prayers have their place. Don't, don't let me knock vocal prayers. Um, but, uh, but you know, like to really consider them, not just to consider them part of my family, but perhaps more importantly, to arrive at the, uh, conclusion Mm -hmm. that, um, I have been invited to be part of theirs Mm. through my baptism. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's been really cool. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. How about yourself? Mm, for me, it's actually been some personal healing. Um, one of the, I think it was the, well, the truth, beauty and goodness that I mentioned in the previous episode during Holy Week, that particular Lenten book has mm, helped me dig a bit deeper into my past, I suppose, and it invites you to think about certain memories that um, are elicited through certain emotions. And so some stuff came up through that. So it's been a healing kind of a Lent to go back to some of these um, early memories that I hadn't initially associated with uh, a particular emotion. And then because of that particular memory, that's then shaped my view of God now and rewiring how that looks because now um, as a little bit more mature in my faith than when those memories took place, I can see, oh, there's some little pesky lies in here that uh, I can see aren't true. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) So it's been, yeah, it's been a really, really beautiful, um, deep and personal um, Lent this year. So, yeah, really grateful for this space. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm, yeah. So I guess that takes us to the end of this Easter episode and we do wish you all a very happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Mm. You have a wonderful season ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We hope that you're surrounded by loved ones this year, hopefully meeting some mm. loved ones that you haven't been able to see mm. or, um, and that you really feel the presence of God in your life Absolutely. as well. So what we'll do, as we usually do at the end of our Easter episode, is we won't have a truth, beauty and goodness. We will have an Easter prayer instead. So, Padre, would you lead us in prayer? Sure. Almighty God, we, uh, we come to you with uh, thanksgiving and trust and love. We know that you are a good and merciful Lord, that you died for our sins, uh, and that you rose that we might have new life with you. You call us out of the slumber of sin into new life with you. and We ask that you help us to love that new life, uh, to have disdain for our old sins, for those old masters that clamour for our return. We, we ask that you, uh, you help us to have nothing but disdain for those sins and, and those vices and to just look at your glorious light and love, uh, your glorious resurrection and and desire that for, 
for ourselves and for others. Um, we ask particularly for blessings upon those who are alone this Easter, uh, that they might find the way of, of receiving God's love and also giving his love to others, connecting with other people in need. We ask also, Lord, for blessings upon those who this Easter are finding it hard to live life to the fullest, uh, to live life with you and in you and through you. And we ask that you be with anybody who is struggling in this way. We ask you, Lord, to help us grow in love with you more and more uh, and to uh, grow in our knowledge of you and to appreciate and to love you more as we understand more just who you are through that personal relationship that, that, that you invite us into. Lord, we take all of these prayers and these desires of our hearts um, and I, I invite you now to uh, take a moment and bring to mind some, some desire or some deep prayer that you wish to bring to God. All of these prayers, Lord, these deep desires, you know them through and through. You hear every prayer and answer them, for you are good and merciful. Help us to accept the answer that you give. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Very good. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for our episode this week. Do jump over to our social media handles and stay tuned for what's coming up after Easter. Um, And if you haven't already, we'd also love for you to jump over to whichever platform that you would ordinarily listen to our episodes and rate and review the podcast for us as well. That would help others find it. But until next time, all of our love and praise. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode, there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone? Perhaps it will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will also help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook. Facebook.